0: This is The Backpass, a podcast for sports nerds, by sports nerds.
1: This week, we look at an incredible first test between New Zealand and South Africa. Was that the Black Caps' best ever performance? Also, we run the rule over the IPL auction. How do the team stack up? And who will come out on top come June? All that and more coming up next. Hello and welcome to the Back Pass. I'm your host, Pavesh Malani, and with me today I have Mr. Cricket himself, Sid Bala. Hey guys. He's the youngest of the group, and he takes every opportunity to remind us of it, Shivang Dube.
2: Hello, everyone, and I will do so again today. <laughs>
1: You know, uh, your time on this podcast might be short-lived, young man.
2: <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh,
1: now we, we need someone to actually edit this.
2: <laughs> so
1: you're, you're good. You're good. Of course, a man who's on again, off again relationship with sports seems to be on again after that Black Caps victory. It's Param Rana.
3: Hey, guys. Yeah, good to be back.
1: Good to have you back, Param. And our final panelist, famously a Crusaders fan who has never been to Christchurch, but probably wishes he was down there watching the cricket this week, it's Gurpreet Rana.
0: Hey, hey everyone. Uh, Pavesh, it's good to have you back. I, I believe you were uh, tasked with some homework over the last week to, to find out which team has won the most Super Rugby titles.
1: See, I, I want to clarify this because I might you know, this, was, this is clear defamation. I, I know exactly how many Super Rugby titles the Crusaders have won. I just don't like living in the past.
4: <laughs> well 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 well
0: actually actually on that uh which New Zealand team is currently top of the table oh, in the see. current competition
3: you are asking this question mr gopreet rana knowing full well that the blues haven't even played yet
4: <laughs>
1: hey look gopreet i'm i'm all about the future not the present or the past so go the blues anyway let's start with that test match right what a complete performance by the black caps A victory by an innings and 276 runs against a South African side, fresh off a series victory against India. Barham, does it get any better than this?
3: Uh, No. Simple as that. Um, You know, we went into this test match um, with a South African team at the top of the game. Beating India in a test series is not easy. Um, If we were to focus on the team selection without Kane Williamson, without Ross Taylor, and without without your Thunderbolt. You know, we all were worried. And suddenly you had the selections of Rutherford, Colin de Kronholm, and you were thinking to yourself, is this the way forward? Are we just basically filling the gaps here? And then when you looked at the bowlers, I, for one, raised my eyebrows when I saw the name Henry. <laughs> I did not know then that this name Henry would actually be at the forefront on everyone's lips for the next two and a half days. So does it get any better? Absolutely not. From ball one to the last ball, we utterly, utterly dominated that match.
2: Speaking of bowling, um, my one observation from the test match is that to the South African top order, the New Zealand bowling was absolutely spot on there were hardly any loose balls the fielding was aggressive and the dismissals weren't basically the batsmen chasing loose balls playing away from the body no it was well-directed balls that were close to the body and they were just beaten by the natural variation because of the swing or whatever beautiful execution hands down 10 out of 10
4: yeah um if i can say and i'm a big fan of Lila and length and i think i uh, have mentioned this in the past as well um you know uh A lot of teams, especially when they play on bouncy pitches, and this is where I think South Africans got it completely wrong. Um, When they play in South Africa, yes, you have bounces in the pitches and you can afford to ball short of length. It works in South Africa and that's fine. When you come to New Zealand, it doesn't actually work. You know, you have to ball the right Mm -hmm. line, get the batsman forward. Uh, They fail to do that. Whereas you look at the Black Caps, they got the batsman forward pretty much every time. And I think I mentioned this a couple of times in our chat as well. How has, I think it was uh, Makram uh, who was struggling against the length. Yeah. How has he not edged it? I think it was just as bad for me. If he was in a good form, he would have edged it any day. Um, so beautiful line of length. Something to, you know, loved watching. Um, so hopefully this will be uh, the, the the order going forward as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a near complete performance from the Black Caps. But surprising to see South Africa so flat even if they're playing away from home and they're playing in slightly foreign conditions, I don't think I've ever seen a South African team rock up to an overseas test and, and play like this. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on why they were so flat?
0: I, I, was, I was very surprised, Pavesh, especially given the way South Africa came back against India in, in, in the recent series. When you looked at the two teams on paper, I really thought we were in big trouble. I know when when the team got named, Dev and I looked at it. We looked at the teams and we were sort of messaging each other going, we're in big trouble here because as Params alluded to, there were quite a few wobbly selections, you would say. And you had South Africa with a lot of confidence coming into the series. Did not see this coming. Did not see this coming.
4: Two things happened, which actually I think uh, which I actually point uh, put it down to the result which it happened. One was the Bangladesh Test, the first one, which really woke up the Black Caps. Um, how they were beaten by Bangladesh is still a mystery, um, but that sort of you know got them up, and that was you know evident in the performance against Bangladesh in the second Test. So they were not going to take things lightly, and especially it was South Africa. Uh, Two, South Africa just, you know, did not sort of turn up at all. Uh, and number three, I say the, the way to judge a team is by actually making the players play who've been sitting on the bench for quite some time and see how they perform. Because they've got nothing to lose, they always give it their best shot. Matt Henry is the name, I think, which was discussed before the test, during the test and after the test. He just gave it his absolute best shot. It, it, like this was his last test match. And sometimes when players play like this, and GABA test is a perfect example of it, um, y- you know, 9 times out of 10 or 19 times out of 20, you will come out victorious. And exactly what happened to Black Caps. Complete dominant performance, 10 out of 10. Mm.
2: Well, you've just referenced the GABA. Um, the GABA never put, st- put a smile on my face with the, with the <laughs> way how the test match panned out in the yeah. end. But yeah. speaking of GABA and then India, where was the South African team when the Indians were touring over there? could we, Could they just not play the same way? I mean, it would have been good to see India winning a test match in South Africa and completing the cycle, considering the transformation in the last four years started in South Africa. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't want to take anything away from New Zealand, to be honest. They played spectacular cricket and they deserve the result in two and a half days. So, yeah. And like you've said, Matt Henry basically played for his his role in the team. Yeah. Can't fault him. Uh,
0: Shivank, does he, does he keep does he keep his spot though, even after that performance? If if Trent Bolt was fit,
2: ay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you ask me, they're going to play again in Christchurch. I see no reason to. It's a winning formula. He he's taken nine wickets. He scored fifty runs. What else does one have to do to cement his place in the team? Well, um, I can think of a
1: guy that took ten wickets yeah. last time and got dropped. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? I think with <laughs> New Zealand, there's no guarantee. <laughs> I was just about to say
2: that myself.
1: <laughs> hey, Jasper Taylor, if you're listening, we love you and we support you, and we want to see you back in the Black Caps team. Season.
4: Hey, the only the only thing is they they played on a different pitch. Although I would have played uh, Jasper Tail in Man However, local guy picked up nine wickets, man of the match. You know, one zero up. You know, South Africans struggling against him. Why not give him another shot? Speaking of Matt Henry,
1: look he he got. Um he scored fifty eight runs, not out, in his innings. And the South Africans against him were fifty-five for nine. That just line <laughs> <keeps laughs> under how good his performance was. So they lost to Matt Henry. Before they lost to New Matt Zealand, Henry. pretty much. Yeah. Okay. That is the most deserving man of the match I've ever seen. Yeah.
2: If anything, the only criticism I can have from Matt Henry's performances it was after the IPL auction and not before. Because he would have gone for a lot more money had yeah. he played this way before the auction.
1: Uh, that's coming right up. We will be talking about Matt Henry the Ip- and the IPL in general pretty soon.
3: Yeah. Um, moving away from the bowling, I think what really stood up for me for this Black cat performance, and I'm pretty sure you guys will agree, is the partnerships that we had with our batsmen. Um That Bangladesh loss in the first test match is actually a game which I will never forget. It's got for for a lot of reasons that match just slipped out of our hands, and I'm just gonna go back to that match. In the first innings, we were 260 for four, 320 all out. In the second innings, we were 130 odd for three, then we were 168 all out. What really worried me, and there was a pattern, and this pattern came from the indian series as well which we lost where our bowlers really really stood up we from matt henry or you're going to bring bolt into this picture, or you're going to bring salvi or jemison with our bowlers we expect them to roll over teams even if we want the back foot someone will step up Aegis patel for example so when you get the opposition out for 250 or 230 you think to yourself yep we're in this when we got South Africa out for 95, although although a lot of people would think that, hey, you know, I'm Mr. Negative, I still had worries about our batsmen. Will we fall for 70 or 80? Again, parallels were being taken with the Bangladesh series. One thing which really stood out for me was our middle order. Seeing Henry Nichols firing, seeing Blundell almost getting a century. Wagner aside, you know, that, that, that's great. Night watchman. Seeing Colin Den Gronholm making a quick 530, that to me was actually the catalyst of winning this match. And that actually proved how dominant we were when partnerships, albeit 30 or 40 runs, it made a huge difference. And I think bowling aside, one of the biggest aspects of the Black Cubs victory, which stood out to me, was actually the partnerships and us getting 480 on that pitch, not forgetting Not forgetting, even when we got 480, the commentators and you and I alike, we all thought, all right, here we go. South Africa, will get at least 350 to 400. We rolled them out for 111. That proves that that pitch there was maybe not a 480 pitch. But when you form partnerships, when you are disciplined in your betting, that's the result. Yeah, absolutely. It was a top-to-bottom performance
1: from the New Zealand side. And in comparison, again, the South African top four combined for a total of 45 runs across two innings. So the the disparity in batting between the two sides is great. And, you know, Barab, you mentioned the um, New Zealand struggles in the second innings against Bangladesh. It's a good thing they didn't have to bat the second time, isn't it? I think think that was probably part of the game (laughs)
4: plan.
3: I think it just comes down to confidence, you know? I mean, if before this match started, if I told you New Zealand got 480, where would the runs come from? I'm sure a lot of us would have probably said um, Latham, um, Conway, or Will Young. But for for likes of Matt Henry, and I, I tell you what, that innings for Matt Henry, I could be wrong here, but I actually feel that was a really, really, it was probably one of his best innings. Very well disciplined, you know? And that's what we want to see. People putting, the, the bats putting bring the head down and actually supporting The youngsters, you know, the the youngsters especially. So for me, complete performance.
4: Um, You know, one thing I say about a pitch, a pitch is only as good as how you bowl on it. And I think South Africans were pretty crap at it. Um, They kept bowling short and short, and they kept getting hammered all along the park. But they just didn't learn their lesson. You know, uh, the the pitch was there. Uh, You you could have scored 680, 700, 800 runs on it if you just bowl the wrong lens, the wrong line on the pitch. Again, nothing taking nothing away from Black Caps. I think they were fantastic. They were woken up after Mount Montgomery test match. That's how Mm. I just put it down to.
0: Agree, agree, Sid. We see it happen quite often, especially when sides tour here in New Zealand. I made the comment to Pavesh on on WhatsApp. That was almost the template New Zealand test cricket victory win the toss, put a team in when the pitch is moving, get three or four early. And it takes the pressure right off our batting. Mm. And mm. I think that's something we can't, we cannot ignore in this. Yes, it was great to see Nichols and Blundell scoring. It was brilliant to see those partnerships. As much as I love that performance as a Black Caps fan, when you bowl the opposition out for that score, the pressure is off, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's not going to take a lot from South Africa in the second Test match to put on a decent total and put that pressure right back on. Because that's what Bangladesh did. When you bat first mm. and you put on a score of 350 plus, the onus goes on the batting team to not just have partnerships of 50 and 60 and 70 and for players to score 30 and 40 and get out, they've got to go on, right? That's mm. what we got to remember. When we skittled them out like that, the pressure came right off.
1: Mm. And how much do you think they best in Ngiri? It was a last-minute withdrawal from the team, Lungi Ngiri. And do you think perhaps they missed his control?
4: I think they did. He yeah. he would have been he's the Vernon Philander of the team now. Hmm. You know those those line and lengths. Uh, Vernon yeah. Philander would have been pretty lethal on this pitch. Um, so they missed Engedi and his line and length. Absolutely did. Rabada is awesome, but he was just what bowling the South African lens, which would not have worked on this pitch.
2: Hmm. I think they were missing a certain left-handed um, quick bowler in the lineup who was playing for the other team to be amongst their ranks to teach them how to <laughs> bowl in New Zealand conditions. <laughs> you know, they, uh, they tried to make him short and he just wagged them around the park. Did yeah. they miss
4: a left-hander as well, which was playing for the other team?
2: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: I, I, think, I think that was hilarious, though, because they were trying to give Neil Wagner a taste of his own medicine. Let's medicine. see how he uh, likes uh, it. And it turns out he likes it. It turns out Neil Banger is mind-facing the short ball.
4: (laughs) He loved it.
1: Right, guys. So before we move on to the next topic, just want to ask you guys, is it too early to write off South Africa? Do we expect a response in the next test?
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's South Africa. I mean, it could still be the same result, two and a half days, but I think South Africa, they have been woken up as well. Um, If they don't perform this time, I think then the, I would say the India-South Africa series win was just a fluke. Uh, because these conditions are good for South Africa as well. Hobart, they won against Australia in very similar conditions. So I don't see why they can't bounce back here.
2: Yeah, I mean, not every team is like the Palms, right? Who basically just end up on a tour and not do anything. You expect more from other touring teams.
4: <laughs> they had a nice holiday.
0: Uh, to be the, the other thing though, um, Sh- Shivank, and again, we touched on this especially after India won that first test match in South Africa, internally within that Indian dressing room, uh, there was an implosion. With the Black Caps, I think there's a lot more stability. So South Africa can come back. They will get better. They will adjust a lot better than they have. But I I just get a feeling the Black Caps, they probably had another gear in that test match. If, If need be, they can go that extra gear. I think it's going to be a 2-0 victory to New Zealand.
1: It's going to be a really fascinating test in Christchurch. Again, probably a very similar kind of pitch. Perhaps the toss will
4: also determine who uh, who has the upper hand. One last question for you, gents: uh, Matt Henry or Trent Bolt? Um,
3: thanks, Sid. Um, Trent Bolt. Reason being that... Um, look... Taking nothing away from Henry. Great bowler. And, however, I don't choose a team based, I don't choose players based on one performance. For me, Trent Bolt has been consistently bowling well for us. In fact, I'm going to go as far as saying winning matches for us. Hayes' replacement bowled out of his skin. Got figures that none of us expected. However, second test match if Bolt is fit to be very honest with you there are two players in this team you will write down first if you were to have a 11 on the morning one is Ken Williamson second is Trent Bolt so Henry could get his 7 Henry could get his 15 not out but for me Bolt is still one of the first players you write down on your, in your 11 irrespective of the condition so for me Bolt has to play
1: all right. Well, that uh, that's a big call there, Perum. But uh, I guess now we've got to move on to the IPL auction. Last week's big show it began with the rather unfortunate collapse of auctioneer Hugh Edmeets, who was rushed to hospital and is now on the path to recovery. We at the, uh, the BackPass podcast wish him the best of health and hope to see him back next year. Now, the auction itself now, leaving aside the rather problematic concept of auctioning actual human beings to wealthy owners, this was actually quite an entertaining spectacle, wasn't it, Shavak?
2: Yep. Um, felt like the Gladiator movie to me. Um, just like you said, <laughs> rich men trying to buy off entertainers and then Delhi playing the are you not entertained card by raising prices of players in KKR falling for it every time. But no, actually, it was quite an entertaining spectacle. And yes, um, the unfortunate incident aside, um, I had fun watching the auction.
0: Shivank, I can just visualize uh, Virat Kohli and his RCB kit, husband to a movie star wife, for former Indian captain. I will have my revenge. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. The plot lines write themselves.
0: Was it if not in this life, then the next? <laughs> next season is, is, he,
1: is he yeah if not in this season then the next or he's just going to nominate <laughs> Yashadol to do it for him someone's going to do it look a question that's been bandied about a lot during this auction uh, by, by members of this panel as well as elsewhere
4: said what is a Koror? Yeah, let's just break it down because I was getting some text messages from some people in this chat as well. What is a
1: crore?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Param. Um, So one New Zealand dollar is 50 rupees for the sake of this discussion. George just turned it up to 50. So in India, we go thousands lakhs crores, right? So 100,000 is basically one lakh rupees, which is your 2,000 New Zealand dollars. Right, ten, uh, and then your hundred lakhs is one crore, which is your two hundred thousand New Zealand dollars, right, Param? Does, are, are you with me on this?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So I'm anything else, you
4: me. can just use your calculator, the one in your phone, yeah, and it. you'll be easy to work it yeah. out. So, so yep. So that's that's basically it. So you remember this: thousands, lakhs, crores. Hundred thousand is one lakh. Hundred lakhs is one crore.
0: I uh, said, uh, param lacks basic math skills." <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, well moving well. on to the auction itself. <laughs> Pretty interesting strategies employed by various teams. Shivanku mentioned Delhi Capitals playing playing the heel, basically, if to use WWE in the, uh, the terms and bidding the price up for everybody else just so that they would have a little bit more left in the kitty. But they practically had their first eleven sorted by day one, didn't they?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, DC, yeah. Now, they had their lineup sorted on the first day. They've got some really interesting talent, um, some really interesting picks as well. Um, I feel bad for KS Bharat. He still can't leave Rishabh Pant's shadow, not in the Indian international team, not for Delhi Capitals. The guy just can't catch a break. Um, their top order is stacked, they've got Pant, they've got Yashthul, they've got Prithvi Shaw what else do they need Uh, um, they've also got Kamlesh Nagarkoti Uh, a few years ago in the Under-19 World Cup he was one of the players Uh, that was the same Under-19 tournament which brought Shubh Mangil and Prithvi Shaw to the limelight unfortunately hasn't lived up to his promise but as a medium to fast bowler who can also bat pretty well, I still have a few hopes with him, so yeah, um, I think Delhi played a very smart game in this auction, and they're one of the teams to watch out for.
4: Um, you missed one player, uh, Powell from West Indies, who almost took uh, India out in the second T Twenty. Um, oh, yes. he was just he was hitting uh, successful at will. Um, and if it wasn't for Bhuvaneshwa Kumar in the 19th over, he almost mm. won the game for West Indies. So, yeah, Delhi, uh, I think they would be perfect in Auckland, uh, housing auctions as well. How to get the prices <laughs> up and then just walk away. Um, <laughs> but uh, now nah, the, look, they've got the team sorted, they've been at the top of the game for the last two, three years, uh, semi final, final. And I think I just have the feeling DC will actually take it this year, one of the strongest teams. Big call cool, that. Be cool. Be cool. Hey, you know what? There is another team there that would be very familiar
1: with uh, the housing market, and that would be the Mumbai Indians in one of the most expensive <laughs> real estate markets <laughs> in the world. And they were completely different, weren't they? They were trolling, oh. but they kept their powder dry until day two, and then they yeah. snapped up a lot of players in the accelerated auction. Well, where do we? What do we think about MI this
4: year? Um, the most successful team, um, uh, all the time. I think they are very strategic when it comes to auctions. Um, sometimes they just wait for players to pass in and then they actually buy them at the uh, reserve price. Again, comparing it with ha- Auckland Housing Market, I'll let the house, house pass in and then I'll make a conditional offer. But obviously, this is an unconditional offer. Um, they're very strategic, they've got a very well balanced team. Um, again, you know, these two teams are for me always top two or top three. So, MI and the, the Dark Horse this year would be Gujarat. Uh, lions or Tigers, whatever they're called this year. Uh, but yeah, definitely in my top three. And is Titans. Arjun Tendulkar... Titans, yes. But, but tritons? Titans, yeah. <laughs> Titans.
1: Is, is Arjun Tendulkar destined to always play for Mumbai Indians? Is he probably going to have the longest IPL career of the uh, lot? He, he...
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's on one of those perpetual contracts that basically keeps on rolling from one year to the other.
4: <laughs> we'll need to get Pun to look at his contract as well at some stage <laughs> give his Muk- legal opinion on that
1: <laughs> is Mukesh Ambani repaying the national debt to Sachin Tendulkar season by Why season not? Yeah. <laughs> no, <much laughs> that's going to take Tendulkar. a
2: long time
1: <laughs> well look much love yeah, to absolutely. Arjun Tendulkar and we wish him all the best and we do hope that as an all-rounder he's someone who can help Mumbai Indians to another title I say that as a Mumbai Indians fan myself we've got a couple of Punjab fans in here too are they closet Punjab fans, or are you guys? Are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, proud?
4: absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, Parham and I. Every year, we hope Punjab is going to do something spectacular, other than messing up the auctions. But
1: uh,
4: <laughs> hey, you know, you never lose hope. Good treaters in our camp as well. Um, yeah, uh, I just, I just don't uh, understand their, their, their uh, bidding at times. You know. Sir,
0: uh, I, I, actually thought, I actually thought we properly signed Shahrukh Khan, the actor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey Shahrukh Khan though Shahrukh Khan, I was memeing him all week, and then he rocks up to the Ranji Trophy and scores 194.
4: Yeah, 194 of 148
1: balls. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This this one this one might actually might actually be the the real deal.
2: Uh, Punjab fans, do you feel this one's more like a transition year for Punjab in terms of the players they've retained and the players they've bought? Uh,
4: That's what we felt every year, actually, that this is a transitional year.
2: (laughs) It was just putting some positivity on it, but, you know... (laughs)
4: Look, I think... Param, (laughs) your thoughts? I
3: mean, while this IPL auction was going on, I think I was probably the most vocal Punjab fan. After day one, I'll be honest with you, I became a Sunrisers Hyderabad fan. The reason why I became the fan was nothing to do with cricket. Right, of their owner, I don't know why, but their owner was so good-looking that I actually became a Sunrise Hadabad fan. However, however, after day two, I suddenly became a Chennai fan when I heard that Conway was going there and a couple of our Kiwis were following. So when we started this, I mean, your guys' question was, we got Param as a Punjab fan. Boy, I don't know now. Half of half of me is saying Sunrise Hyderabad, but the other half of me is saying um, Chennai. So if the heart is going to Sunrise's, the head is going to con- uh, Is going to Chennai, so there is absolutely no Punjab support left in me, to be honest. So is this why
1: the Simon Kharach ended up walking out on Sunrisers Hyderabad? The moment you started supporting them, they went into absolute <laughs> chaos.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: look,
3: look, I don't know. I, I don't know about. I don't know about you guys, but I did get a lot of personal text messages from you guys saying, "Sunrisers Hyderabad could be our second team." So I'm not going to name any of those people in this group, but yeah, I've got a soft side for Sunrisers Hyderabad now.
1: Okay, well, let's talk. Let's talk Chennai Super Kings. Let's talk Chennai Super Kings for a second. They are the defending champions, and they seem to have followed a very traditional playbook, a very Chennai Super Kings playbook, uh, over the uh, the first day of the auction. Uh, what are your thoughts on on them, and how did what, what what would you give them as a score out of ten out of this auction?
0: Uh, I've got a question. Um, what is a super king? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's when you pay an extra uh, $4.90 to get them upsized.
4: (laughs) All right. That makes sense. Uh, I'll I'll sum it up for you, Good point. Someone who runs the dad's army. That's called a super king. (laughs)
3: Like him as (laughs)
4: Domi. Well, there you go. There you go. Oh, boy.
2: Um, Have you mentioned my age on this episode yet?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shivang, you'd be part of their academy.
2: I'm too young to join the academy. <laughs>
4: no, 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 never. I said to you, they have Shivam Dubey, we have Shivang Dubey. So we, have, we can actually make a pretty similar team, so to speak. Um, How how much would I rate CSK this year? I'll give them 8 out of 10 because, you know, they have a mix of, well, when I say mix, they have a couple of youngsters. <laughs> and, uh, and other than that, if you take those youngsters out, the average age might be 38, 39. But hey, look, you know they've been winning titles. Who wants to say there's anything wrong with it? Um. Ah, uh, yeah. Again, it's they've got a new combination. Devin Conway will be the opener, uh, which is which is fantastic. So I think that they need they need that solid start at the top. Uh, Tony again, he's he's excellent behind the stumps. Still is one of the fastest hands in world cricket. Uh, may not be the best batsman going forward, uh, but I think overall seven to eight still top four for me.
0: Um, Sid, uh, we we went to Eden Park a few weeks back to watch the the Aces play, and Adam Milne looked like he was in hot form. I mm. see he's been picked up by CSK as well. Yep. Um, Conway, from a Kiwi perspective, gets all. There's there's going to be a lot of interest on 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 Devon, but I'm really interested to see how Adam Milne goes because he was looking express quick at Eden Park.
4: And this is interesting about CSK, Gurpreet, because historically, if you look at them, they've always picked up line and length bowlers who've got the extra pace to pick up, because Josh Hazelwood last year was was pretty awesome in, in UAE. And again, they've got Adam Mill who bowls the excellent line-and-length with pace. So they are very strategic with their selections as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm rating them highly this year as well.
1: So they, they also picked the Under-19 World Cup winning fast bowler, Rajwardhan Hunger Kicker. And of course, yeah. this... This week, he was apparently under investigation for allegedly fudging his age. It seems like CSK... Because he's 21? Yep. Well, apparently. So it seems like CSK are destined to have A, at most one fast bowler. Like, truly yeah. fast bowler. And B, to have someone under investigation at all times.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it is it is a super king way. Of course. <laughs>
2: If signing an under-19 player was their way of bringing the average age down, boy, have they miserably failed if the guy turns out to be 21.
4: (laughs) Maybe they knew he wasn't under-19. Maybe they just wanted to increase the average age. (laughs) Maybe
1: only knew he's secretly 35. (laughs) Yeah. Which seems to be the (laughs) cutoff.
2: Maybe, maybe. Hey, you do know that on the day one of the auction, the average age of the squad was older than me for CSK. (laughs) I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up.
4: It's the first time I've heard you and older mentioned in the same <laughs> sentence, that is brilliant.
0: <laughs> we we were talking about Trent Bolt versus Matt Henry earlier, but but Trent Bolt went for a fairly hefty price. How do we how do we think he's going to go in the in the IPL?
4: Um, he's actually got few man of the matches in the IPL. He's won Mumbai a lot of games uh, opening the bowling, and you know. <sighs> When the match starts at seven seven thirty, underlies the ball seems to swing in the first couple of overs, and that's where he has been very very lethal. So I'm expecting he's going to do exactly the same thing. Uh, He'll he's going to be very effective. Um, yeah, definitely.
1: All right, so we're just about out of time here, but before we go, I've got one question for all of you. We're going to go around the table. Who are you backing to win this year, and who are you? Which player? are you most looking forward to watching? Let's start with Shemang.
2: Um I'm going to pick one of Delhi Capitals or the Mumbai Indians to win, um, simply because they have some of the best or closest to being the most balanced lineups. In terms of players... Um, Okay, this this might be a very left-sided take, but I want to see how Shreyas Ayer does at KKR. I mean, on day one, for the longest time, he was the marquee purchase at twelve point two five crores. So um, I think the plan for KKR is to promote him to the captaincy role, which I think he had at Delhi Capitals as well uh, for a season or two. So actually, it's one thing that I need to watch out on. Um, KKR strategy was all over the show. How he does in that team which resembles a California pizza more than anything, um, is something I want to watch out for.
1: <laughs> okay, explain the California pizza reference, please.
2: Well, it's got all possible toppings, and none of them make sense together, but, you know, it still <laughs> it still sells.
4: That's brilliant.
1: Brilliant. So how about you?
4: Um, let me answer that as a Punjab fan, right? So every year we look at Punjab in the points table and think, okay, if they win the next four and the other team loses the next four, Punjab still has a chance. So, that never eventuates to being in the top four. So, hopefully they make it top four. But if if anyone I'm picking to win this year, I think the Gujarat Titans could have a very solid chance. They've actually got a solid team as well. Maybe Rajasthan Royals, they've, they've got a very solid team, but I'll pick Gujarat Titans. Yeah, new team, new year. Um, so, who knows? Uh, a player to watch out for, I'm looking forward to Yashtal. Being the under-19 captain, he was in tremendous form. Uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. I could have picked some of the more famous international players, but they're already established. So, he's a guy who has to perform at the bigger stage. So, he'll be rubbing shoulders with a lot of senior pros from around the world.
1: Excellent. I think we're all looking forward to seeing how how Yashtal does in this IPL. What about you, yeah. Param?
3: Um for me, Chennai. There's something about Chennai. Something, um, something about Dhoni. Um, yeah, I as a Punjab fan, I don't see us getting close to the semi-finals, and I don't know who's going to play the final, but the yellow army will definitely be there.
1: I want to say brave call, but I I can't disagree, Gupri? Yeah. The
0: the player I'm most looking forward to see is uh, Shahrukh Khan. And I'm backing the Kaka Kaka k- Kings to win the Punjab Kings.
1: Oh, ooh, ooh, all ooh. right. So we know who's going to be disappointed at the end of the IPL.
0: <laughs> Look, a- a- as a panel, I think we have uh, we we've got no consensus on this. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, the Kings. I'll, I'll well, my heart
4: says my heart says Punjab. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the heart the heart always says Punjab. Yeah. I think I think yeah. at this point we all want Punjab to do well. In the IPL. It's been way too long. But I'm going to weigh in with, yeah. with my thoughts here as well. I don't think they'll be allowed back into my hometown if I don't pick them. So for me, it's Mumbai <laughs> Indians. In That's spite like, of the fact yes. that I think the bowling is a little bit like this year, but with Arch Archer next year, it's going to be the best in the league. And who am I looking forward to? Actually, uh, Tim David. He's uh, a yeah. Yeah. He's, mm. he's uh, Singaporean yeah. player, represented mm. Singapore in mm. T20s, mm. has been playing in Australia, mm. has done really well in the Big Bash League comes with a big reputation i can't wait to see him play and i think that it's great that we're getting more associate representation within the ipl mm-hmm. so to me it's uh, mumbai indians and of course the mumbai indians big by tim david well that's all we have time for this week thank you very much to all our panelists for your comments and opinions and thank you to everyone out there for listening we'll be back next week with more sports analysis and banter right here on the back